0: This podcast contains spoilers and salty language. Welcome to Game of Thrones. I mean, That's welcome it. to For the Watch podcast. Yeah. Which is a Game of Thrones recap podcast coming to you in your ears. I'm Eddie and I'm the editor-in-chief of Rhyme and Reason. I read the first book of George R. R. Martin's series, Game of Thrones. With me is...
1: Uh Joshua Price, the unpopular opinionist who has listened to all of the books on audiobook.
0: You didn't hear that little thing.
1: No. Nope. You? you didn't hear a thing.
0: Alright, good. This is episode nine of season six of Game of Thrones, titled Battle of the Bastards. Before we move on to talking about this, I just wanted to let you in on a little bit of news. Apparently, everyone's going to be paid half a million dollars per episode of Season 7. Not everybody. It's going to be Cersei, Jaime, Daenerys, Jon Snow, Tyrion.
1: So are they paying some people more and some people less now?
0: Well, they consider these are the five top characters, and so they deserve more money, I guess.
1: Well, that's good. At least Arya's getting that that dollar-to-dollar bills.
0: Yeah. Wait, did I say Arya?
1: Did you?
0: I did not say Arya.
1: Then why the fuck not?
0: I guess because she's going to die soon?
1: Ugh, great. Well, that's a shame because I think she's a very important character. They
0: like to put her in situations where she just hangs out for a long time.
1: Yeah, in which case, why even include it?
0: This episode starts out in Meereen, and somehow it's like transformed into Tyrion just being alone with Daenerys, like, Yeah. things are going to happen now.
1: Yeah, well, I guess everyone else had, you know, went to battle stations or went and took shelter while he kind of gave her a, a briefing. Unnecessary exposition as to what Cersei's plan could possibly be, which is the uh, detonation of the wildfire underneath the uh, Red Keep and the set. And which other- we didn't
0: need to know because we could already figure that out.
1: Yeah, like... They just love spilling things out to us in this uh, this season, and that was one of the major ones. Which, if people that weren't following closely before, then they would have been surprised. But us who actually paid attention to the show are in the know. So it's yes. like, guys,
0: it's been more than hinted at now. Now it's being yeah, blatantly it's, it's, thrown in your
1: face. Anyway, let's continue.
0: All right. So they uh, talk. They go and hang out with the masters. Yeah. Um, somewhere above marine, so that you can see what's happening in the background. Yeah. And you see that, well, basically, uh, Daenerys decides that she's going to, like, talk to these guys. And she's like, yeah, well, there was a misunderstanding about surrendering because you guys are surrendering and we're going to take over. Mm -hmm. So sucks for you. And then
1: Drogon, while the Masters are talking, appears in the background and flies up. And says, yo, what up? And then Daenerys hops on. And here, I think, was a really cool part, um, which was, uh, I think, a prosthetic animatronic or prop. Dragon Neck was used, I think. Because in one scene it looks super real, and like real rubbery, um, and then it goes back to CG. So it's cool to see that if that is the case, then they use really good props. But, uh, well, I can't really confirm that.
0: You cannot confirm or deny that.
1: Yeah. So Daenerys takes off, and... She's going to go burn some ships. Um, I think the plan here was to make an example of one ship and have everyone else surrender because they have no weapons on those ships, and they can't turn the catapults around to attack the dragons, so they're well they the Yeah, and they need the ships to get back and live, so I think the idea was to make an example of one and then have everyone retreat, basically, because they're fucked. And then they would get the ships. They would get their little navy back. And also, um, while Daenerys is out flying around and setting things aflame, flame, Grey Worm and Tyrion start talking to the Masters who are standing with their jaws on the floor and a little bit of pee in their silk pants um, that, like, oh, as per Daenerys' orders, one of you gets to live. And you guys can choose. And so the two masters uh, turn on the one guy to who they say he's a foreigner, he's lowborn or whatever. And so Grey Worm kills the other two masters and spares the lowborn one. And Tyrion instructs him to go back to his city and tell them what happened to the masters here.
0: Yeah, what do you think about that?
1: Uh, I saw a a funny um, picture of that scene where Grey Worm says, uh, you know, one of you gets to live. And then Grey Worm slices their throats and says... I make joke, <laughs> which I always thought was pretty funny.
0: Yeah, he does um, have a sense of humor.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, it was pretty cool. I'm glad to see that it's ruthless, but still with a little bit of mercy in there.
0: Um, so then you have Yar and Theon coming over to Marine, and They a- show up
1: out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, just in time. Yeah,
1: it took all of two days to get there. A yeah. little bit less.
0: Right, and they don't mention the eunuch Varys. No. So, apparently he didn't get to talk to them, so we don't really know I mean, where he went to.
1: So, it was a very interesting scene, a very uh, lady power scene with, between Yara and Daenerys, talking about how they gotta put men in their place, and then they also have to stop all the raping, even though Yara was like, but, 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 I love raping.
0: And raiding and reaving.
1: Oh yeah, those, they are the R's.
0: All the R's.
1: They are pirates, after they're all.
0: They're from the Iron Islands.
1: Oh, uh, my joke was the pirates, and they, they love R's.
0: Your joke was better.
1: Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't what that did, good anyway. What
0: do you think about Yara like kind of coming on to Daenerys? I, I mean, mean, do we need that to she, happen? Is are you gonna ship it?
1: Okay, okay, let me address this issue because I have been like we've been, we've joked about it on this podcast, but I really fucking hate the whole shipping idea on Game of Thrones because it is pure fan service that they're throwing in here. Um, people that, uh, they want to see like people with different relationships, or like in this case, two women to get it on, basically, or even hint at that. And this whole shipping thing is getting out of hand. To me, it's fucking annoying, and it uh, detracts from the integrity of the show.
0: I think it gives some people who enjoy that kind of romantic... Um, Side story something but I also don't think that any of it's very believable considering how many people in the show like if something's gonna happen it'll happen but there are just so many characters and there's not enough time in the show. For anything to actually develop?
1: Exactly. So, like, why even bother with it? It's, the, it's them looking at the camera and giving us, like, a cute wink. Yeah. You know, it's like... like things you're could not, happen. You're not that show, guys. You're not that cutesy, animated, like, fucking fantasy show. You are a realistic... Or you were a realistic uh, medieval fantasy show where things don't work out. People die and stay dead. The wrong people come back. And... Things are just basically awful to everyone because that's life. Yeah. But they have suddenly changed that in the last season, and everything's a inside joke.
0: And everything happens, like, so, so conveniently, like we were saying, like, the Drogon comes back. So, I-, I also had a question about the other dragons, though. Tyrion, a long time ago, unchained them. Mm-hmm. But he didn't let them out, apparently.
1: No, they just kind of skulked somewhere to the back and didn't show up. And I mean, all of a sudden they bust out of the back of the pyramid, makes no fucking sense.
0: He, so I feel like th- what they did was they, they shot this scene, and they're like, well, we could put it here, or we could, we have space earlier on in, this, in the um, whole series, or in the season. So we're gonna put it here. Even though, he, this little scene could have been anywhere. Because yeah. it really didn't tie to anything. And at the end yeah, of it, he's like, It'd remind me again, if, if I ever do this, you know, to punch me in the face. like
1: Yeah. That's true because when they were talking about letting the dragons out, um, he was talking about how you know Daenerys needs to be, you know, seen and known by her people. When in her, like, symbol is the dragon, so if people see the dragons, they'll think of her. Um, and yeah, they could have interspersed some of the joking scenes with Tyrion and the other people uh, in between that and letting the dragons out to wait several, like, like I. S- Maybe weeks? I don't know how time is passing in this universe right now. Right. Um, so, like, a week, maybe two, a couple weeks. Uh, these dragons have been doing nothing? I don't understand it. And then all of a sudden they come bursting outside of a fucking... At
0: full strength, too, because they were just saying that they're not eating and they're so weak. Yeah. But, like, un- t- taking off their chains is not going to make them hungrier. Like, it doesn't actually prove anything, it just made it so that when this particular scene happened, they could bust out and be like, Drogon, hey!
1: Yeah, it was just really a scene to show you the cause and effect again, like, oh, we're showing you that we're letting the dragons loose, and then all of a sudden the dragons will show up. That's basically what it was, it's just another poor attempt at writing by the writers. Yeah.
0: Alright, so enough of that, enough of marine.
1: So that's basically all that happened, Marine. they talk with Yara, they get some ships, and they strike a deal, basically.
0: Yeah. So then we head over to outside of Winterfell
1: for Bastard Bowl 2016.
0: Yeah. Who's who's gonna be the the um the singer? Is it gonna be Beyonce?
1: Um, I don't know. I was trying to think of someone in Game of Thrones, but there really isn't anyone in Game of Thrones who's in the entertainment industry that's alive right now. Who knows?
0: <laughs> uh. So we have Ramsay Bolton telling Jon Snow and Sansa and little Lyanna Mormont and Davos. That, you know, there's no need to battle. I'm just gonna, let's just, you guys need to surrender now. It's fine. Yeah.
1: And then Jon Snow's like, well, we can do this the old-fashioned way, and I can kill you man-to-man. Man, man
0: Mono a mono.
1: Yeah. Uh, ramon says, no, I'm not fucking stupid, but thank you. Um, and then Jon Snow makes a quip about how, oh, well, how your men are gonna fight for you if you don't fight for them? Um, which is really a very old, stark idea, but...
0: Which is actually funny, because just skipping ahead a little bit, when they do have the big battle scene, he's saying loose to all the archers. and, yeah, and they're no kidding. one blinks
1: an eye. Yeah,
0: they're just like, oh yeah, let's just kill my my brothers that I've been, like, fighting with, living with, you know, my family members. Yes. No problem.
1: So, so um, after the little tete-a-tete, uh, they go and get the armies, and, well, they talk about battle strategy a little bit, and Sansa yells to John about, you know, we need more men, we should have waited, blah, blah, blah. Um, but we know Sansa has already sent a word out to Littlefinger and she knows that people are coming. Um but she lets John go on with this battle plan anyway. Um then when they finally meet on the field to fight, uh they there's a little bit of a surprise because Ramsey brings out Rickon.
0: So wait wait, Rickon. She was all about saving Rickon, and then when she's in the tent at night, she's like eh, he's going to use Rickon, and we're not going to worry about it anymore. Like, you were all for saving your brother. Yeah. And you used Jon Snow to to get him into again, the whole idea of it.
1: Again, horribly inconsistent. Um, maybe she came to the conclusion that there's no way they can actually save him, and had to just come to... This is me giving the benefit of the doubt. Um, that she had already come to terms with it, uh, and that she had to sacrifice Rickon in order to get Winterfell. Um, anyway...
0: Sorry. So yeah, he has Rickon. Yeah,
1: Rickon comes out, and Ramsey does his little fun game where he likes to hunt people. So he tells Rickon to run, and Rickon slowly, eventually does run, and he starts shooting arrows at Rickon. And John, seeing this, like, starts galloping on his horse, falling for the fucking trap. And then right when he's about to save Rickon, Rickon gets a arrow through the heart, and then John starts charging like an idiot into the other army. And that's when the arrows start flying. Uh And now, uh, with the other people uh, charging as well, and more arrows flying, and Ramsey not not caring about who on his side is getting killed, his men don't seem to care either. Like, no one, it seems uneasy, no one, like, looks around or gives side eye or anything, so they're on board with Bolton, apparently. Like, it doesn't really matter to them.
0: The cinematography was really amazing. in Yes, this. I can't believe how well the, the fights were choreographed. It yeah. was just like watching like the first 300, where you were just blown away at like people actually killing each other and like the bodies piling up.
1: Yeah, and just like with the actions coming from all sides, and it's like it, you see all these things happening in the background that John doesn't even see, and it's it's quite amazing. Um, they do invest a good bit of their talent into the cinematography of the show, and they have done a little bit of it leading up to this, Um, but this is definitely a uh, big creative piece that they've done.
0: very expensive.
1: Yes. Um, We didn't watch the making of this yet, but uh, they do give a lot of insight into how the scene was done.
0: Um, You know in Birdman, how they had the continuous shot? Mm -hmm. There's that shot of Jon Snow where he's just like, he hits a guy, and then you see somebody coming at him, and then that Mm -hmm. guy gets hit by a horse, and or like an arrow yeah whatever it was it was just like like they, they, they sit in the in the behind the scenes thing like this is he just has pure luck yeah like there's just something happening around him
1: I mean this is kind of like a little bit more reminiscent of Lord of the Rings um, mm-hmm. even though I know this series is supposed to be like an anti Lord of the Rings because things are not supposed to happen and everyone's not supposed to have happy lives which of course they don't in this show but um, as far as battles go, they do kind of have that hero effect, like when there's a hero on the battlefield, uh, they're a little bit less affected by random uh, misfortune, and they have a little bit more, you know, of a not more strength in battle, basically, and they lead their men a little bit stronger as well. Because like whenever there's Legolas or Gimli on the field or um, the dwarves from the Hobbit, yeah, uh, they always are like kicking ass, and no one hurts them. Mm-hmm. Basically, they have like.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, in. Super luck. Uh, the second Lord of the Rings movie, when they're on. They're like having. Gimli and uh, Legolas are having that competition of, mm-hmm. like, who. How many guys can we kill? Or. In Helm's Deep? Yeah, in Helm's Deep. And it's like, you guys are still okay and in One Piece when, like, all of your brethren are dying.
1: Yeah, and you see them fall around them.
0: And you're like, t- I'm going to take these stairs with a little bit. with, like, a surfboard type thing and just, mm-hmm. like, fly down them and then shoot arrows, like okay
1: yeah so while not to that extent Jon Snow does have like super luck
0: yeah yeah so there there was that scene also where he's kind of coming through the people and um he can't breathe Mm -hmm. he's like having a hard time breathing because he's being basically trampled to death yeah and um I did see on the internet that people were comparing that to Daenerys
1: yeah they did that on purpose and um the uh the making of scene, the actor Kit Harington actually talks about that scene in particular and how they did actually plan it that way. Maybe not um, so far in advance, but they did, you know, recognize that they can pull a big similarity between the two, and that could be a hint of future things via symbolism.
0: Yeah, I don't know if there's really going to be enough time for that, though, if they only have seven episodes per season. So that's a total of 14 more episodes for the rest of the show.
1: But time, things are going so quick. Boats are like... You know, they have easy pass lanes now, so they go super, super fucking fast. Right. So, yeah, I mean, she'll get across the the narrow sea real quick, she'll say hi, she'll take the Seven Kings back, they'll knock out the White Walkers, bing, bang, boom, done. It makes end. me
0: wonder why uh, Daenerys hasn't taken Drogon and just gone over to scout out, you know, King's Landing, or, you know, just kind of well, scare people a little bit, be like, not winter's coming, fire is coming.
1: Well, when they took the dragons over water, they still had boats, so those dragons are so far untested over water. Yeah. Maybe it's just a dragon flight away.
0: <laughs> um, actually, just to backtrack a little bit, uh, didn't you think it was funny when Davos and Tormund had that little scene?
1: Uh, It was a waste of my time.
0: Um, Tormund is, like, talking about uh demons? No. It, T- Davos is saying, like, oh, there's little demons on your shoulder, and he's like demon Dorman says demons like did you see them
1: yeah this is very similar to like guardians of the galaxy where there's the one character that takes everything literally and doesn't understand turns of phrases and while it's good for a laugh it's overdone it's, Meanwhile, it's used
0: he i mean like he used a, a metaphor kind of when he was saying like stannis cut our men down like pissed through the snow and it's like he is kind of poetic
1: mm-hmm. when you think
0: about it, and then he can't understand what a demon is. Yeah,
1: so again, inconsistent writing, but they are apparently spending all their time and money on cinematography, so you get what that you pay and, for. That and and
0: the dragons actually making them CGI look yeah. good.
1: Yeah, so that's where all the effort is going,
0: right. pretty much. Um, one other thing I want to say is that Ramsey says that the dogs haven't eaten for seven days. Well,
1: wait, 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 um... Let's, let's talk about a little bit more da- about Davos again. Okay, so uh, Davos, Davos goes Davos, for a walk. He goes for a walk, and uh, they are in the encampment that uh, Stannis was in, which is why I suppose he was talking about Stannis to begin with, because he has all these memories or whatever. So he goes for a walk because apparently he has a very nervous belly, and he's going to go shit himself in the woods somewhere when he stumbles upon an old uh, fire campsite, or what it seems to be at least, and then he kicks around and finds a little toy, um, it's a elk or a deer or something. And, oh, wow, it didn't burn in the massive fire that was there? Hmm, oh, wait, it belongs to, uh, what's her name? Shireen. Shireen, the girl that got burned to death by the Red Woman, even though uh, Davos hasn't even asked about her or her well-being uh, since the battle...
0: He did kind of ask, and then he got interrupted.
1: Well, I think he just assumes that she died and doesn't know how she died, so now I suppose he suspects that she was burnt to death, although we wouldn't know the, you know, reason behind that, but I guess... Wasn't he against taking Shireen to the battle with Stannis, because... I
0: think it, so. Yeah,
1: the Red Woman, like, wanted her to come specifically. Yeah. So, maybe he might be actually piecing things together, so... There's that.
0: Directly after that, John tells Melisandre that he doesn't want to come back if he dies. And mm-hmm. she's like, well, it's not up to me.
1: Yeah. The Lord just works through me mysterious ways. Yeah. Shadow babies and all that.
0: Okay, so back to the big battle. Um, yes. Did you have any other thoughts about that?
1: Uh, uh, I saw a great um, joke, which I think you sent me, which is, uh, what is Rickon's favorite band? One Direction. yeah <laughs> <runs> <laughs> One direction.
0: He certainly did not zigzag.
1: Serpentine, serpentine, come on, idiot! He wasn't the brightest Stark, but then again, he's not, so young. Not a lot of them are bright to begin with.
0: Well, they um, are determined.
1: Yes. Um, so the battle was really cool, um, and once they start losing, uh, once uh, John's army starts losing, that's when it seemed to like drag on for quite a bit. Um, and so they're encircled by, uh, forget the other guy's name.
0: Yeah, it's somebody.
1: Yeah, I whatever. The other, I thought it was the Flavon... No, it was, it was the Carstark, wasn't it?
0: Carstark, yeah. Yeah,
1: it was the Carstark guy and with, um, some Bolton tower shields, basically, that surrounded, uh, Jon's army with a kind of 300 formation with spears and shields, and they just kind of, like, start poking them in from all sides, killing them down one by one until they're all huddled in the group, and... It's
0: actually, like, a very Roman type of situation. Yes, yes. Which I thought was funny, because, like, I mean, this is in a different world, so... Mm-hmm.
1: And, yeah, it, it's interesting to see the Boltons choose this very specific battle strategy when we haven't seen any uh, hints of it before, but then again, we don't really pay a lot of attention to the Boltons, so...
0: Yeah, it's very sophisticated, whereas I think that the 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 guys of the North, um, the Night's Watch, they're more, like... I wouldn't say terrorists, but, like, guerrilla fighters. Yes. Where, like, they just take advantage of knowing the area. That's why so, John also
1: wanted to dig trenches, so. Yeah. Which, what happened to the trenches? Where are those trenches, guys?
0: Yeah, not to mention that he totally messed up the whole plan by going forward and trying to save Rickon. Yeah. Because the, the, their plan from the very beginning was, we have to get Bolton to charge yeah, he did. so that they come in and we are at an advantage.
1: Yeah, he did exactly the opposite.
0: Yeah, and so Sansa was right.
1: Yeah, every time uh, we, I saw John doing something stupid, I echoed Sansa's words and said, don't do what he wants you to do, because you're a fucking moron.
0: Yeah, he knows nothing, but somehow still He knows nothing! He still, man- nothing. <laughs> he still <laughs> manages to make it through.
1: Yeah, so, lo and behold, there's a horn blowing in the distance, and then over the hills come riding the Knights of the Airy along with uh, Littlefinger, and was uh, Aaron of the Veil there?
0: No. no. Sansa, though.
1: Sansa was there with uh, Littlefinger, and Littlefinger was looking quite pleased with himself.
0: Yeah, she was doing a lot of face acting.
1: Yeah, so the knights come in, and they take down all the shields, and they basically win the battle, and Bolton retreats. Jon pursues, along with One-One, Tormund, and Davos, I think, right?
0: I think eventually Davos comes up yeah. behind. Um,
1: So, Ramsey retreats to Winterfell, and he says, Ha, they'll never get in. We have Winterfell. We'll just starve them out. And then they hear a knocking at the door, and then one one just caves it in while taking a multitude of arrows to Ramsey's shock. Um, All the archers pretty much go down real quick here, because a few men uh, manage to get in and start shooting as well. Um, So, Ramsey says, Okay, you know what, JK, how about we do that one-on-one? And so he picks up a, a bow and shoots at John, and John picks up a shield and blocks it once. Well, before
0: he does that, he shoots 1-1 one, one in the eye.
1: That's true, yes. And
0: poor 1-1 one, one dies. R.I.P. 1-1. Yeah.
1: He, he was the real hero of that battle. True. Let's be honest. If they hadn't opened that door, then uh, they would have had no chance. John blocks 1-2-3 arrows while walking towards Ramsey. and this is, like, this is really fucking cool, and like... Because uh, these arrows like pierce almost to like John's face every time, so it, it's a really badass moment. Yeah. Um. And so John takes the shield and bats down Ramsey and starts punching the shit out of him, and then he looks over to Sansa and Sansa, she, she didn't like make any moves because I was thinking she was gonna like nod or something. Um...
0: She was there, like, really quickly, actually.
1: Yeah, I I mean, she's on a horse, but, you know, I don't understand it's how she knew it was It's very
0: brave of safe. her, yeah, very brave of her to, like, rush in there without any sort of backup. I mean, there were some guys taking down the archers, but, like, Yeah, that's, that's it, not it, it seemed
1: really strange because they should have had more archers in there. And they actually were more archers, like, on the wall and stuff, but they didn't really do anything... Maybe Whoa, they I mean, gave up, or maybe they turned. People
0: seem to give up a lot in this show, especially, like, if you go back to Maureen a little bit, when they were like, well, you could either serve these people or you can give up and go home now. And everyone's just like, let me put down my stuff. True. Same with the, the wall yeah, and the Castle Black. It, it
1: is very much a reflection of, like, what's happening here happens there. Yeah. And they also talked about uh, how if they show that Ramsey is losing, that his men might turn or give up or, you know... Turncoat.
0: Yeah, I mean they, they respect the person from the north, and Ramsay's not from the north. True. And he's a he's a bastard. Well, so as Jon Snow.
1: So then they they successfully capture Ramsay, and then what happens?
0: Uh, Sansa she she gets the last laugh. She she says, "I'm gonna take care of him," basically, and she puts him inside of his dog kennel.
1: Mm-hmm. And as you were saying earlier.
0: Yeah, so I was saying earlier that basically Sansa is not there when. When Jon Snow and Davos and Lady Mormont and Sansa are talking to um, Lord Bolton, she leaves because she's like, Sleep well, you're going to die, Ramsay. And then after that, Ramsay says, Well, I haven't fed the dogs for seven days. And so somehow when she's she puts him back into his uh, in the dog kennel and she says, Your dogs haven't eaten for seven days. And he's like, These dogs will never hurt me. Yeah,
1: she's he like, says, oh, you said it yourself.
0: Yeah. It was really strange that... The, like, like, who would have passed that off?
1: Inconsistent writing.
0: Yeah. It's like they had multiple takes of this and they were like, this is the best one, but it didn't work. Like, we didn't edit this right. Yeah. But he says, hello, Clarice. Yeah. And he it, didn't it, say that.
1: It, it had that, that very uh, Hannibal vibe to it. Yeah. And then like, all of a sudden his I have face all the got power. Eaten. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, he says, I'm part of you now to Sansa. So, do you think that means that she's pregnant?
1: No. I, I forget if it was hinted at in the After the Thrones thing, where they talk about, like, oh, he's part of her now, she might be a little bit more malicious or evil or a little bit more cruel because she lets this happen to him. And also she, like, goes to turn away but then doesn't keep watching. And then after, like, he stops screaming, she walks away and smiles a little bit.
0: Very hard to see because, like we, all, like we know about Game of Thrones, it's always really dark.
1: Yeah, so I think... It was alluding to the fact that she is no longer a happy little princess, and now she has a little bit of something darker inside of her.
0: I think that's a good theory.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, um, I I don't really buy this as a change for Sansa's character, at least not in the long term.
0: I mean, it's, she's been with Joffrey as well. I mean, she's been she, with a lot of psychopaths. Yeah, and
1: she has learned well, supposedly learned mm-hmm. things from them. Um, so I guess Bolton's not completely to blame. But at the same time, um, you know, she does a little bit of trickery. She uh, doesn't tell John about Littlefinger's offer for the...
0: Why not?
1: Because it's all part of the game. And if she had told him, they would have changed his battle strategy. And then they would have, like, had a completely different outcome. Or possibly uh, Bolton might find out. And then uh, he would change his battle plan. So it was good in this instance to withhold that information and then just let things play out, and then have people, Deus Ex Machina, the situation, basically. So, she, quote-unquote, won the Game of Thrones in this episode. Um, but, on, at, I, okay, so, I think it's interesting now, because she's still technically a Bolton, because she married Ramsay. Um, Ramsay killed his father, so he inherited, like, his in, estate, and now is dead, so Sansa Bolton is now, like, you know, head of the Bolton family and has Winterfell again. So she has claim to, like, their lands and lordships and shit.
0: Without her brother.
1: Yeah, but until she marries someone, basically, she has that claim. Yeah. So hopefully that'll play in and, like, uh, actually help their situation, because they'll own most of the north.
0: I don't think it's going to help at all. I, th- I think they're just going to bypass that whole st-
1: Well, I hope they do something with it, because otherwise it's a huge waste of, like, resources and, like, storytelling-wise how they can maybe even stand up against, you know, uh, the Lannisters and stuff like that.
0: I think the main problem is that there's just so many characters with so many motives. Mm hmm And, like, you go this far, and then, like, you bring back the Hound for two episodes, and then you don't even talk about him in this episode. Like... They just they're just juggling too many things right now. Yeah,
1: and a lot of them could be just put aside until they're needed, yeah. or just brought out of the woodwork all of a sudden without backstory because we don't necessarily need it.
0: Right, and we need like when we went, when we found out about the hound, you had the guy uh, Septon Ray yeah. ex- explaining exactly how he found the hound, and like like we just don't it's, care. Like we we assume that he was rescued and he's now okay. Like why do we have to go back into this?
1: But I, th- I think, I think it is for uh, the sake of having simple scenes and filler, so they can uh, pad the time out a little bit and focus on some of the quote-unquote main story that's going on, and uh, trying to plan for these kind of cinemat like cinematic events. Or, uh, well,
0: episode nine is historically like the most important episode, right?
1: But also just like little scenes like Arya's, where she cuts out the candle and it goes dark, which I thought was a really nice moment. Um, so I think they're like trying, even to, though
0: the rest of her storyline was could have just been cut out.
1: Absolutely. Um, so it's a lot of filler that I think they're doing with needless exposition in order to make it uh, somewhat valuable to the. Unlearned watcher, basically.
0: Yeah. So, this is the person that's on their phone while they're watching. Yeah. Um, no so. Hasn't read the books, you know? Yeah. Uh, so what are your predictions for next episode? Like, we're going to be going to King's Landing. Um, it's yeah. most likely going to be, like, the end of whatever storyline's happening I, there. I
1: don't think they're going to blow up King's Landing yet. I think Is Common going to live? Um, we're, we're supposed to see the uh, the trial, right? That's what's next for...
0: Which is not a trial by combat.
1: Yeah, so... I'm interested to see what happens there since there's no trial by combat. I doubt she'll be blowing it up this early because that would be a huge, huge waste. Um, I think it's something definitely for next season when Daenerys finally gets to King's Landing, maybe, like, late next season. Um... So...
0: After waiting three seasons in marine,
1: Basically, yeah. And not doing anything. Uh, okay, so... I'll just go with my original prediction with Sansa and her taking over the Bolton fortune.
0: Okay. My prediction is that Jamie... Something's gonna happen to Jamie and that this information about him earning half a million dollars is gonna be kind of like a a fake-out. I think he's gonna die next episode. (laughs) I hope so. Oh, I
1: like Jamie. I mean he's cute to look at, but he's boring as shit now.
0: Only because he's doing everything that Cersei but the thing is, he actually every time he is like hanging out with somebody he's like Cersei's the only thing that matters to me and when he's with her he's like, Fuck the world. You're the only thing that matters to me. So he has to die. Yeah,
1: he's become a really boring character.
0: Yeah. So that's my prediction. Uh, seven blessings to you, Joshua.
1: Thank you, seven blessings to you.
0: How many blessings would you give this episode?
1: I would give this, um, five out of seven blessings. This is, this is a pretty good one. Um, all storytelling errors aside, uh, the bulk of the battle they did deliver on, they did, uh, some medieval combat that was, uh, quite believable, as well as the trampling deaths and all that stuff and the piles of bodies, um, was a great representation of what a battle would have actually looked like in this time and age.
0: Mm-hmm. I would give it 6 out of 7. I really enjoyed it. it. Like, the cinematography really was stepped up in this episode. Yeah, that was,
1: like, movie-quality battle scene. And even though it wasn't for, like... It was only for, like, a couple minutes, it was a good quality couple minutes. Yeah.
0: Um, and also because one of our beloved characters died... And now we have no more giants to look to. Um, So, thank God for Ramsey Bolton finally dying.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Although, I was sad to see Rickon die because I was hoping there was an actual plan there or, like, a double fake-out or something because uh, they, I guess, did kill his direwolf. I thought it wasn't his direwolf because it wasn't a very big dog head, so...
0: Maybe that wasn't actually him.
1: Mm-hmm. Sansa seemed pretty certain, and IMDB was very certain as well.
0: IMDB will ru- ruin your life. Yeah. Don't but, go there.
1: I mean, I, I double-checked to see if it was the same actor with playing Rick on it as it is. Yeah. Um,
0: so Did he, he even speak this entire time? N- nope. He just ran. A poor actor.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's going to go with One Direction now, so...
0: <laughs> Alright, um, so where can we find you on the internet, Joshua?
1: You can find me in all of my... Uh, rambunctious ravings on Twitter at price is right.
0: Excellent, and you can find me on Twitter as well at yo price, and on Instagram at adprice. That's a d i p r i c e. Uh, you can find more episodes of For the Watch on forthewatchpodcast.com, and subscribe to that in iTunes, whatever you like. Uh, leave us a review or two or three, and share with your friends who watch Game of Thrones. Um, additionally, we also run a podcast called Rhyme Reason, and you can find that on rhymeetreason.com.
1: For the watch.
0: For the watch.